0: Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to a very special 9320 podcast where I'm delighted to say I'm joined by one of the authors of a brilliant new book that's been released as we speak on 24th of October, uh, namely Pep's City, the making of a super team. Now the book is by Paul Balous and Lou Mart- Martin, yeah, I got that right? I
1: did, I did. <laughs> Who
0: spent last season at City examining every facet of the club during the 2018-19 season as City won an unprecedented domestic treble. So it's a definitive insider's view of the players, the staff, the key moments, and of course Pep Guardiola himself. Uh, but first of all, I've got a co-host today. Delighted to be joined by the one and only, the Athletics Sam Lee. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm right. I mean, I've got to explain to
2: the listeners already. There is absolutely no reason for me to be here whatsoever. <laughs> but I'll check <laughs> <Jerry> in as well, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, just... see if I can. I don't know. Add a bit more of a dimension to it somehow. You you know, know, if too, anything comes to me, I'll be I'll, too hard on yourself. I'll, I'll pipe
0: it. up. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, let's see how it goes. Well, were you up late last night doing your yeah, 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 Phil yeah. Foden piece? Yeah,
2: looking at Foden and Silver and De Bruyne and all that kind of stuff, trying to make it worthwhile for people paying. Well, yeah. As those guys know all about on the <laughs> 9320, kind of yeah. so you've yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. put the hard yards in. If, <laughs> if you
0: listen, it's a great piece, so do look out for that as well. Uh, and obviously, delighted to be joined by one of the authors of the book itself, uh, Paul Bullis. Hello, how are you doing?
1: Hi, really good, thank you for having me here. I'm already feeling the pressure of being exposed to the city podcast. So yeah. <laughs> there
0: won't be any too taxing no, questions anyway. Uh, no,
1: no problem at all. I'm open to
0: it. Uh, how's the week been anyway with the books out? tomorrow as we speak yeah excited yeah yeah nervous. yeah. we
1: are really excited we just can't wait to to see our book like on the bookshops and all that stuff and it's been like a really good week in terms of a lot of people interested in that all the english journalists asking for things so i mean it's kind of a new feeling for us but yeah really 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 good really happy with the work that uh we've done at the end yeah it's been a long journey though hasn't it because
2: yeah I mean, I'm not sure if how many people know this, but the Spanish version of this book came out over a year ago, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. covered the hundred point season. Yeah. Um, and there was a bit of a delay with the publishing, and then I guess you probably thought, well, you know, after the hundred point season, it's a good time to sell a book. Yeah. But if last season things had have gone badly for City, how yeah, many people yeah, yeah, would yeah. buy a book on a bad season? But luckily, City won the domestic trouble and it's worked out all right but it's yeah. been a long road doesn't it yeah it, it, it was like a bit of a gamble
1: that Lou and me did there uh, because as Sam said I think it was the first of October of last year that the Spanish book came out and it was about like Sam said just the first two seasons of Pep here um but with the delay that we had with both publishers and all that stuff um we felt that we still wanted to write more and explain more things right. and we felt that City was again in a good tone, so why not take a gamble and see how the season was going, and do like another book, and that's how it ended up. It's like almost a new book. It's not uh, even the same than the Spanish one because uh, yeah, there's a lot of updates. Yeah, out of the 38 chapters that the book has, I think that 20 and 21 are brand new, and the other one uh, have been like updated and redone. So yeah, uh, that's that's been a long journey and a lot of work that Blue and me have put on it. But yeah. We're I but think it,
0: the question is when when did you first decide or where did the idea come from to write these books?
1: The the idea, the original idea came from Lou. Lou is the one that um well he he knows Pebble like from from a lot of years ago, um because when Pep started as a as a football player, Lou was starting as well as a as a journalist he was covering FC Barcelona and they got a good bond there they got a good relationship here and Luke has covered like Pep as a player Pep as a manager uh in Barcelona um so all the stages uh, of Pep uh, through through his career through his career and when Pep came to Manchester Lou decided to come here as well with the idea on his mind to write something about it yeah um he didn't know uh exactly how to do it and when he started figuring it out um it was thinking it was around the second season of pep here and he felt that he couldn't do it by himself and we have met before in the in the first pep season here um and he asked me to do that and yeah
0: that that was the beginning of everything so you went to see pep to, to what ask permission or
1: oh yeah uh I think that uh, Lou spoke with Pep yeah. about that, that he had this idea to do that. Pep uh, said something to him like, uh, okay, I, 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 everything has been written. Um, I don't know what are you going to do, but I mean, you can try. And that, that was enough for Lou and that, that was enough <laughs> for us. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, you can try. It's not a no. So just go for it. Yeah. And yeah, we went for it. And at the end, the things went well.
0: Cool, and. How much access did you get inside the club then? Yeah, because um, when if people read this book, there's obviously yeah it covers well everyone at the club in a way. Yeah, um, yeah, were you given open access or was it just periodically you were allowed into the the club to speak to people?
1: No, fortunately we had like a huge access there just because of the relation that Lou and me had built not only with Pep but with all the people that 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 surrounds Pep. Um, and it's been a book that. It hasn't been done like just in one interview or two or three. Yeah. It, it it has been done through the three seasons uh, uh, that that Pep has been here. Not just in interviews, also like in casual meetings that we have had in the in the city center, having a drink with someone. Um, so yeah, it's it hasn't been like uh, one or two days of o- open doors for doing interviews. It's been like a, like a process, like a long process. Um, so yeah, um, that
2: that was it. The access is incredible as well. And, like, like, from it. my point of view, no, you know, it, 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 it goes to show how well Lou, in particular, and yourself get on with um, all the people around City, you know, not just Pep, but all the support yeah. staff. Um, and, you know, that's open doors because at, at City, it's very like a lot of football clubs you, can, you you got the press office and the manager it's the same kind of thing and they work together and say well we want this we want that but at City it's kind of two different entities really and the press office kind of needs to fight as much as anyone to, mm-hmm. to pull away a player for yeah. an interview and you know so they haven't got many to give out to English media and you know whatever they do get it's for Sky or like broadcasters um, and you know for me and other guys it's really difficult you know to get you know one interview a season or whatever but yeah. it just goes to show how well Paul and Lou have made these contacts and you know obviously Lou it's not the thing is Lou's not just good friends with Guardiola from years back he knows everyone doesn't he yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it's incredible yeah, it's and the, the doors he opens is remarkable really and that's yeah. probably the best thing that shines through about the book is you couldn't you couldn't write a book about city without this access no you know i thought maybe at one point i could do one but when i found out this was happening i was like well, there's no point because yeah. i'm not it's it's on the the access is unrivaled
0: yeah, I think you know that within a few pages that uh, <laughs> the things you learn about, you know, what's happened during that season or yeah. stuff you couldn't. Yeah. Well, how many times did speaking. you speak to
1: to Pep? I think we have spoken three times to Pep, like mm-hmm. long interviews, all of them, probably more than an hour, all of them. Yeah, Yeah. You know, yeah. The last
2: time was in, in Barcelona in yeah, the summer. Yeah, this summer,
1: right? yeah, I was in Barcelona. Yeah, uh, just at the end of the season, we made like a recap of the whole season. But yeah,
2: exactly. And yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like I say, that re- that really, that really comes through. Um, obviously, you've been in Manchester since. Well, you've been in England for. Yeah, you, you used to live in Liverpool before Manchester. Yeah, it's right? my
1: fifth season, I think, of the Premier League, uh, and I'm in Manchester. Uh, f- I think it was 2016, just before Pep, and then when Pep um, came here, a bit my life changed a bit because all the Spanish media got a lot more interested in things yeah. happening at City, and I got a place at Sport, where I'm working now. And yeah, and then everything started to. This point to finishing a book. Yeah, yeah and
2: in the book you you give thanks to a lot of the pubs and bars. Yeah, that's, the it, intro that's of, it, Yeah, um, that's a, a, that's a they, lifestyle. Is,
1: is, that, is
0: that been your your office? When I say a lot, I mean a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
1: a bit, it's a bit hard to admit, but yeah, it's been, it's been like our office, our um, news, our newsroom. To to be honest, um, and I think it's good because. Um, we have been like uh, really welcome from from city, but uh, also from Manchester. We feel like uh, really close to Manchester. It's, it's a great city. We are really happy here, and we also wanted to um, let people know in the book that uh, it's a lot about Manchester as well, and his yeah. pops and his culture and just everything about that.
2: Do you think that's the same for Pep and the players and the staff? You know, a lot of them feel at home at Manchester in Manchester now.
1: Uh, I think that Pep feel that. Um, he couldn't work better in anywhere else than here. I think that he feels what,
0: that... What reason is that? If, I think th- for the fans, when he first came, that is the overriding concern, is how long do you want to live in this, yeah. this grey, well, of the yeah, city you, where it rains yeah. all the time. Yeah, you know, I know he doesn't... You know, managers and footballers don't always think like that. Yeah, I know a lot of city players have mentioned the weather. Doesn't They mention the weather, but yeah, yeah. they're quite happy about it that it's not hot all the time. Do you think he's settled here that him leaving is nothing to do with the location so to speak
1: well yeah i think that in terms of work i mean that's the perfect place for him just because um probably in barcelona is a club that there is like a lot of noise a lot of executives taking uh, directions as well a lot of interest there here um pepe's f- surrounded by four or five friends um, and and they all uh, took the, the took the, the choices that they think that is the best for the club, and there is much less noise uh, than in Barcelona or, or in Bayern Munich, where he was surrounded uh, by a group of former ex players with their egos and their uh, obviously their uh, stuff in their minds. Um, but yeah, I think that in terms of of working in football, City is the best place for Pep because they all share like a philosophy. They they all share like a um, way of understanding how to manage a club Chiki and Pep, well the relation that they have is like brothers Yeah, they are they are just brothers they can just tell uh, anything to each other's faces and with just with a look they they can co- co- communicate things So I think that it makes uh, Manchester a perfect fit for Pep how long he's going to stay mm, I don't know because yeah. you never know that no. and I think that he doesn't even know yet at this point um but yeah, that's that's the situation. And is
0: living in the city centre linked to how he tries to assimilate himself into Yeah, a
1: city? yeah, yeah. I think that um he really didn't want it from the beginning to be like uh, isolated from the whole city because he knows that the most of the time that he spends here is in the academy, is in the CFA working because he's just like that. He just feels that he has to work, and if he works one hour more than the opponent, he feels that he's already winning one nil. Um but he wanted to be close, like to restaurants, to to the to the theater. They, him um, and his family, loved to go to the cinema, to go yeah. to a the theater. They wanted to be able to do that kind of things. Um, also with with city, there's the thing that living in the city center for managers and players is like the best thing to reach the city academy. Because if you are not living in the city center uh, by car, it takes like a long journey. But yeah, um,
2: that that was it. Okay. Yeah, in terms of like the support staff around Pep as well, because there's, there's a lot of focus on that, isn't it? It's not, yeah, it's not just a book about Guardiola um, and the players. There's a lot, there's a lot of chapters and, yeah. and well, bits and pieces here and there about all the support staff and all that. And you've you know you've spoken to a lot of those guys as well. Who who are some of those? Could you give an idea of some of those people you've yeah you've spoken to who have been important for City?
1: Yeah. So talked? when when we started the book, one of the ideas that we had with Louis is, is that okay, Pep is the genius here and he is there's yes. no discussion of that but he's the genius because he is surrounded of, of some great names that we want to to cover on the book and I'm thinking for example of of Lorenzo Buenaventura that is I mean I don't even know wh- um, which which role I have to say that he is because he is everything yeah. he's like a physical uh, preparator but he, he knows like a, a stuff about medicine um, he can be like a physio as well he can prepare uh, tactical functions with Pep and Mikel um, so there are like a lot of people that probably it's not on the spotlight like sometimes that we wanted to, to talk about them and yeah Lauren is one of them probably I think that well we explained that on the book Lauren is the first name that Pep puts on the table when he has to start for a negotiation he wants yeah. him with him um, we also speak about Mikel Arteta that uh, obviously was the like the a special star here because he wasn't with Pep before um, and he has been like the new addition to the Pep's uh, staff and we I think that you can feel um, how Pep delegates some part of his work to, to this kind of people um, with the relation that Mikkel, for example, uh, I know that some, you know it uh, as well, the, the relation that he has with some players in terms of trying to improve them uh, right. in, the, the, in the training ground. Um, so, yeah, we, we try to uh, spoke to uh, everyone around Pep, also because we think that it's a good way uh, like to understand better the mind of the manager here. Um, so yeah, I would uh, highlight as well. I don't know, uh, Manel and Mark Bosshart. Ma- Manel Estiarte uh, and Mark Bosshart. I think that they are both like really important figures uh, around Pep um, because they manage to to do that. Pep just focus mainly in football. Uh, everything that surrounds Pep that is not actually football that there are a lot of things about that Manel like, like Mark, the
2: interviews for example what? Like, like the interviews yeah. for example if somebody wants an interview it's normally going to be Manel for yeah. example he'll say yes or no and yeah, he'll go and yeah, sort yeah, it yeah, out yeah, Pep yeah, doesn't yeah. have to worry about that and Mark is I don't know I suppose like logistics and that kind of stuff and it just he's there to make sure that the team's travel arrangements yeah like, just, just also that with, that with the federations thing. with the FA with yeah. the
1: Champions League he's dealing with a lot of stuff to make things easier to Pep so think these kind of people are also good to highlight and we try to do that.
0: Uh, well, absolutely, because, I mean, well, Mikel Arteta almost left for Arsenal, was it a year ago? Yeah. And I would say at the time, the City fan base was like, oh, that would be a shame, but mm-hmm. there wasn't, you know, we didn't think it was the end of the world, not like Pep leaving yeah. or Sergio Aguero leaving. I think what this book makes quite clear is how important that support group around him is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The New York City manager, is it Dominic? Dominic, yeah, yeah, Dome. Do you think that's... I mean, things like that. Do they really set him back? Yeah, yeah. Do they yeah, make yeah. his job? Do you think that affects how Pep can do his job when he loses people like
1: that? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I, I I have no doubt of that. One of the things that um, I've learned about get, uh, getting in touch with Pep for that book is is the value that that he gives to the people that 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 just. So, so, Surrounds him. I mean, he gives just value just to I don't know just to go dinner with friends. It's so important for him. So just have these people that he can rely on, just just close to him yeah. when he understands his job as a really focused thing um, that um, uh, takes him apart probably for for some um, a spare time it's important for him to have some some people uh, of confidence like around him and yeah uh, as you mentioned Dome was important uh, as well uh, and Mikkel obviously has taken like a new big role since the departure of of Domi to 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 New York I think that he was also a bit close to leave this last summer to Newcastle I think that there was something there but yeah. at the end of the day he stayed here and from the for the people that that we've talked to uh, around City, you can see that Mikel is a person that fits, um, not just on the idea of Pep, but also on the idea of 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 City. If Pep one day leaves, that it's it's gonna come someday. Um, you could imagine Mikel someday yeah. as a City manager because I think that he has the level to reach that 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 top level in football.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. The thing is, we've talked about all these support stuff around Pep. We've talked about being surrounded by friends and we mean Chiqui Bagheer and Khaldun and Mubarak and people like that that make his job easier but he's still always always incredibly focused and often frustrated um, I think I probably know the answer to this already but do you, <laughs> what do you think he hates most about being a football manager
1: <laughs> yeah uh, I, I think that the thing that he miss most for sure is being in a, in a dressing room Okay. That um, he cannot do that now because he feels that he yeah. has to be far from that. Yeah. Because his position is not being there. Um. I, I, I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing that he misses most, and the thing that probably he hates most is probably the business around that he's not really involved on in that or 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 really probably mm, some signing that you cannot do. Um because there's some asian where where you can where you don 't have the best relationship to talk to these kind of things that are also football nowadays um I think that it 's probably the 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 thing that he doesn 't like it very much
2: I was expecting um <laughs> press conferences <wasn't laughs> yeah, it, yeah yeah well yeah, yeah. i can 't remember the exact line in the book, but it 's something about it 's the thing he like he genuinely hates or something yeah the time yeah well yeah well not just the press conferences but also you know you've got yeah after any game you've got three or four I think
1: that I I think that this season the interviews after the game has increased like they are the double and and he's already tired of that yeah yeah he's already tired of that so yeah I don't know if he hates it because he understands that it's important also doing that um also for the team and for himself and for sending a message but yeah there's a lot of times and I think that Probably that's the main difference in England um, compared to probably Spain, something like that. In England, the time that you spend in media is huge compared to Spain. So yeah, probably it's it's going to be uh, one of the other things.
0: Yeah. Uh, just another thing about Pep, you know, we'll look at, because obviously it's, you've looked at everyone at the club. From when you met him, or the two of you met him, did you pick up on the intensity that comes across in yeah, yeah, everything yeah. he does? I mean... There's a great little section. I think you know, i don't know if it has been serialized, one of the bits about yeah. Sergio Aguero talking yeah, about yeah, him on yeah, match yeah. Day. Yeah, that's great. Where he's got his, yeah, yeah, his yeah, shoes yeah. off and he's preparing speeches and but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did that come across to you that he's is he so intense all the time or was it more relaxed when you got to speak to
1: yeah, him? Yeah, probably when you speak to him you don't realise that because he tries to um just um give it like for granted No, it's not so much important uh, no it's just my job, but when you speak to uh I don't know for example Manuel Estiarte, um that he perfectly knows uh, when to tell him one thing or when not to tell him one thing yeah because just looking at his face you you can see that he's just out of out of the wall just thinking in his stuff and you can you cannot say him nothing the aware of stuff when he's on his slippers just walking around there just uh hitting to his head thinking about stuff there's one uh there's one episode uh i think it was against fulham last last season yeah. uh, i don't know if you some know this one um the the, the Mitrović thing yeah. yeah 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 just the Mitrović thing that he didn't told the lineup to the to the players still probably one hour and a half ago uh, just just before the game uh because the choices of the center back was was depending on if on if fulham played with Mitrović or not uh, yeah. i mean City would have had to win the game uh, just uh, if Mitrovic played or, or, if, or if Mitrovic didn't play. It. I mean, yeah. you, you, you don't care about that, but Pep does. Yeah. And against Fulham, that were the last team of the table at that point of the, of, the, of the league, he was so concerned about how they were setting up up front that he didn't tell the lineup. I mean, that's how you can measure the intensity that, that, that he gives to, to his job.
0: Do you think that's a concern for for staying in the job in a way? Do you think you burn there's a danger that you burns himself out by just never switching off? Or no. is that that I mean is it's, his genius reliant on yeah, that? Yeah, that's
1: it. I mean it's not a concern, it's just the way it is. I mean, um If you try to find uh, an explanation why he wins so much, that's the explanation, because he's just like that. Because when he wins the FA Cup against Watford at the end of the game, he goes to Sterling and and he just shout at him after scoring, I think it was two or three goals he scored uh, on that final, that you could think, okay, Pep, just chill a bit out because it's the end of the season and and you don't have to shout at at Sterling. But he just takes his job that way and, and I think it's his best point. That's his main point. That that he took that on that he takes that on on that intensity. And I think that's great for 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 the club where where he is at
2: every point. Do you think Do you think the players will get tired of that eventually? Because I remember when he left Bayern, a lot of the players were the Bayern players said, Oh, it's great to have Carlo Ancelotti, you know, he's a lot more relaxed than Pep, you know, it's a possibility in the training. But then within after one season, they had a bad few months at Bayern and they sacked Ancelotti and the players were like, oh yeah, he was too relaxed. Mm. We didn't like it. We wanted someone to be a bit more hands-on and footballers can be that fickle. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, and one of the key things regarding that who replaces Pep at the end is if the players, for argument's sake, at the end of next season think we're tired of being told to, you know, play at 100%, look at all we've won. Do you think, do you think that could be, that could be an issue with City? Did you detect anything from,
1: No, I your, haven't, from the book? At the minute, I haven't detected anything. Uh, what I have detected is a group of players that has they, 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 they have a lot of ambition. They just want to win, and it's good for them to have it now. But probably at one point it could happen what you say um, that um, just the players get tired of that. It it goes along with uh, with the winning titles. I think I think that in Barcelona it happened a bit uh, as well when Pep left was because uh, a bit of this was lost was gone. And I think it's normal in some, yeah, it's in just, some it's ways. A normal part of football, yeah, isn't it? It, yeah, it's apart from football and it's apart from business. I think that every club um goes through that kind of a stages. Um the well, yeah, the 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 thing is how the club manages the 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 players, how they see um which which kind of players can like uh just lay back and just uh relax more more than the more than the usual thing that they have to do and how the club manage that but yeah I think that it can happen but it's not it's not a concern well yeah it can be a concern but it's normal in football nowadays I would say
2: we want a kind of related topic and I know a lot of fans are particularly always interested in Leroy Sane mm-hmm. um, and wasn't that one of the motivations for you speaking to Pep in the summer just gone because you thought well we need to write a chapter on Sane here with mm-hmm. this situation mm-hmm. we need to speak to Pep and see what's going on so what do you make of Sane and his relationship with with Guardiola. What I make is that Pep feels that he really wants Sane. Uh, what
1: uh, wh- what I make uh, not just from Pep, um, but for what we've seen this summer is that Sane has been wondering about leaving. I'm sure of that. I mean, um, you just have to to check the press and check the, all, all the quotes from people from Bayern Munich and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, just the, the thing is that Pepi, saw, like, he, he tries to put the pressure like on everyone and then the people take it in like, a different way. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And, and there are some players that when you try to go after them, they react well. Yeah. And probably some players that uh, just go down and, and just feel more sad probably and something like that. Um, and yeah, maybe Le- 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 Leroy could be one of those guys. But yeah, uh, the the situation or what would happen, pfft, I don't really know because it's like a personal choice from the player. What what we have spoken with people at City, uh, Pep and people at City, is that they have no doubts that um, if the player sees one possibility to to stay, they would do everything to keep him here.
2: Yeah, I suppose the other the obvious counterpoint is Raheem Sterling. Obviously, he scored another hat trick yeah. this week against Atalanta. Um, he seems to be a player that's more receptive to Guardiola's ideas, and he's in terms of the effort and yeah, I think it's, it's mainly the effort, isn't it? Because it's the working off the ball, and that's why yeah. he played so many games um, at, towards the end of last season when when um, Sane didn't. I mean, I from what I've heard from the, the Sterling end is he's annoyed at the idea um, that put around in the press that it's solely down to Pep know his improvement he thinks you know people are forgetting the fact that he's worked really hard as well and he's got a lot of talent um but that said it is really difficult to get away from the idea that you know Pep has taken him to not just the next level but several new levels um from your experience again working on the book um do you think he he's a prime example of someone who is a a Pep player Yeah, yeah yeah I think that probably he's the player that has evolved
1: more under Pep here at City uh i have no doubt about that um i also share um that opinion that that you told that that sterling or uh, sterling's people feel that they don't that the, the press don't give like enough credit to him for the work that he has put in yeah. i think that uh pep's quote uh uh from yesterday where he said yeah you have to give credit to yeah, him yeah yeah, yeah, go, yeah they go like in relationship with that um, but yeah, just regarding the question that you made to me, um, I think that the arri- arrival of Pep came in a good moment for Rahim because he was like really down after the World Cup. It was uh, or the, the Euros, yeah, 2016. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It was the Euros. Iceland, they lost. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was receiving like a lot of critics, and it was like a good moment for him, like to um, get inputs from a, from a new manager to bring him new ideas. Yeah. I think that he must. Uh, had been like really open to listen to that. I think that probably in some uh, analysis in the precision, probably he was on the list of players that could have um, had an uncertain an uncertain future under Pep. But from the day that Pep arrived, he said, OK, uh, I just trust you. And I think that it gave Raheem a lot of confidence just to say, OK, so I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to try to do everything you you tell me. But after that, I would agree with Pep that the main work here, um, has been done by Rahim. Yeah. I mean the talent is, is on his foot. Pep doesn't finish the, th- uh, the 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 goals. So he's the one that that has improved the the, the game.
0: Yeah, we're well, going back to what Sam said, you know, the, t- the players could get tired of it. You do get the impression so far that they yeah, they can use Pep to become better because he's such sure. and that for now that works. Do you get that feeling that they, you know, they're on board because of, they appreciate that. Sure. Sometimes they may be really angry with him, but they you know, yeah. and this is an opportunity for them. They will all come out of this better. Place. Yeah,
1: yeah. And in terms of signings, when when a player is once when when City goes to buy a player, a, a player most of the times is tempted to work for Pep Guardiola. We spoke with with Bernardo Silva's um and he told us well when Pep came. I mean. We wanted Bernardo to play uh, under Pep, and Bernardo wanted to play uh, under Pep. Yeah. So that's a difference for City. That's that's an extra point that City has uh, above just just other teams in terms of that. Um, but yeah, about being burned out, pff, I mean that it, it's impossible—not just in football, but in life—to to live with this intensity yeah. uh, like in a long period. So I mean, yeah, uh, I think it, it could be a it could be a thing, but. Mm. For the,
0: yeah, for the players and the manager. Yeah, like, for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. We said on past podcasts at some point, City healthy. will slump because yeah. they've won. They can't yeah, just yeah. win the league, every, you know, just by having the best yeah. team. Well, yeah, that's probably his biggest challenge now. Is yeah, it? to every game, you yeah, know, for every game, yeah, for them to. Because he said at the beginning of the season, "I'm going to be Mr. Nice Guy this season." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's probably thought that doesn't work now. So it seems that the players do respond to him being.
1: Sure, sure. Four, but man. yeah, yeah, but that, that that is because they still feel that they have an uh, ambition to win something. I mean that um it goes um a lot also with the fact of having challenges on, on them. And I think that the team has the big challenge on their minds of the Champions League. I mean that's yeah. that's inevitable. I mean you have to admit that. Um and that gives the team like the like the hunger just to keep week by week um working on that. So yeah.
2: Yeah, another another player and especially a player that's featured in the book and you know the quotes when they were serialised a couple of weeks ago they they really took off and it's one of those quotes that you know not just City fans take notice of but it's what Guardiola said about Foden um, and now the thing is Guardiola always says loads of really good stuff about Foden yeah. but you know fans of other teams and even the City teams kind of think well why don't you play him that much then um, but it was interesting the quotes you've got from Pep Really nailed down his feelings on him. You know, he promised for the first time I think in public that he will replace David Silver next season. Yeah. And he also said, Look, we wouldn't even sell him for five hundred million euros, I guess he yeah. said. Um so can you just explain to anyone listening to this, this stuff that Guardiola says about Foden from from your experience, is it genuine? Sure, sure. Uh, I think that the day
1: that we interviewed him this, this summer, it, you were going to like that. Uh, it, it was the day that Marca, you know, the Spanish yeah, paper, yeah. Um, had in his cover that Disco was going to, to <laughs> Man City. Um, and and we were all like laugh, 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 laughing at that because we all know that it's well it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> no, don't kill our
0: dreams. <laughs> no, I'm sorry for you, boy. Yeah, have eight years, yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, I didn't uh, know that. Uh,
1: yeah. So it was the same day, and and the quote was like something that uh, Isco or Marco Sencio we are not going to sign them b- yeah. because we have him, um, and I think that that it's actually genuine. Um, but I also think and in and in Barcelona it happens uh, as well for. Um, for a number 8, for a number 10, it's more difficult to settle down in, in a first team um, than, than, for example, for a winger. Because a winger can miss a dribble, can miss a shot, mm. and, and just nothing happens. But if a number 8 or a number 10 miss something in Pep's system, it's huge. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, That's huge. And I think that that goes like in relation when Pep said yesterday that uh, Phil was great, but in some aspects of the game he smiled ahead from Gundo he smiles uh, miles, uh so I think he said far yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, he's far away, sorry. He's far away from Gundo, he's far away from David, uh in some things. So I think that he feels that he still has to improve things, but um he also knows that uh at every year that is gonna happen, Phil is gonna be like less fashion in in that in that aspect. I mean and, and, and he will want to play more and, and he's willing to give him. But yeah, uh I think that well, that's that's the situation right now.
0: I think the reason you mentioned in the book why he was picked for I mean it's a surprise pick perhaps against Atalanta but the yeah. most surprise pick was Spurs in the league at the end yeah. of the season and the reason for that is very interesting uh, but you'll have to read the book to, yeah. to find out because I'm not saying why but yeah little things like that are fascinating in the book can I just ask you about the players as a whole did, did you have a lot of access to individual players during Time, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We have interviewed, uh, and how
0: did you find them basically? That were they very open about, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. sure, sure.
1: With with some of them, we had, and me, we had like some relationship with them, so it was easy to, Uh, yeah, 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 just just to get along with them. Uh, but yeah, just like uh, everyone that we told them to them, we explained the project that we were going to do, and they were just really laid back. If I had to say, probably the one that. I mean, he wasn't closed. He was really open, but he's so intelligent that that he knows how to dribble, even in an interview. I would yeah. say that that he's Bernardo Silva. Yeah, he's like so intelligent that he knows how to measure everything, and okay. yeah, yeah, and it's difficult like to like to take him away from from some. Well, yeah, but yeah, but they were all
0: amazing. When you did the, was it the Centurions one when Amazon were doing there? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the they were doing yeah. Were there, were any, was there any problem with the access that they were getting, you were getting, or was it no. all very relaxed at the club?
1: Yeah, there? yeah, no, we, we, we had a good relationship with them. I mean, we we knew all the guys, and they knew what we were doing. And we, the guys from Amazon, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we were totally fine. Um, obviously, the access that they had in terms of Uh, Pep talk in terms of having I don't know a microphone on the on the bench like in every game I mean you you cannot compete with that and with the pictures that you have but yeah the thing that that we tried to do was like uh, Speaking like personally with players and 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 probably with a two-hour talk Um, You can get to some details that that you cannot reach uh, in a documentary where you have to put like the images of some goals. Uh, Probably, I think that another part of uh, the book that is quite interesting to me is the Bernardo Silva chapter when we speak to his dad. Yeah. His dad was amazing to us. And he explained how Bernardo, as a kid, how he sees football. I think it's quite uh, interesting. And probably the book give us like the freedom to do that, that kind of stuff. So, um, we didn't have so much access as Amazon did, but we had the, like the margin to do some things that Amazon
0: couldn't. So we're yeah. happy with that. And the other thing, you do take from the ball. It does seem the dressing room is very harmonious, which probably is related to results in a way when things are going well. Did you get that impression? Yeah, yeah. Does sure. that come from Pep and the staff, or does it come from the players? No, themselves? no, it comes from
1: the players as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we have met with several players, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We. We 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 got the feeling that it's a team that's quite yeah probably think that it changed uh, a little bit in my perception in the second season of Pep where um, some players with big characters with huge personalities arrive to the dressing room and I'm talking about Kyle Walker probably Mandy like funny guys that can be the leaders at some point think that walker was important for example for stones as well for um helping him to make like a step forward in yeah. in the dressing room to feel like more comfortable um and yeah i think that now nowadays is like quite uh is a healthy dressing room
0: so do you think vincent company will be missed from that dressing room or is it quite strong that it doesn't need one leader in there
1: no obviously um he is going to be missed but i think that they are also like leaders on the shadows, probably people yeah. that don't talk so much on the press or are not really good talking on the press. Um, but on the dressing room, when they talk, the, you just listen to them. And I'm talking about David Silva, for, for instance. He, he's a guy that do- doesn't talk too much because he doesn't need to. Mm. But when he does, I mean, mm, I know that everyone listens to him. Yeah. Uh, Fernandinho is probably, in my opinion, Fernandinho is probably top three, one of the most important guys since Pep is here. Yeah. like in tactical reasons and how he has um, helped Pep uh, settling into a dressing room um, Fernandinho is also one of those guys and yeah just as I said um, like huge personalities uh, like Kyle Walker these kind of players are, are also important for, for a group that probably before that was a bit plain yeah.
2: yeah in terms of the stuff that interests me as a journalist as well um, it's the insight you get into you know, the personalities of the people, but also that certain feelings at certain moments. And it's always easier, you know, after, you know, you win a trophy or whatever, it's easy to imagine and to write from a, like, from a journalist's point of view, oh, yeah, they were happy and they celebrated and Mendy did this dance and whatever, you know. Yeah. But the interesting thing, and one of the things I really wanted to know was after that Newcastle game in January, what you know, exactly what the mood was like. I remember trying to find out at the time. I remember um, a colleague, Jack, He he did something as well about, you know, what it was like after the game. Uh, but in the book, there's an awful lot in there about that Newcastle yeah. game. Um, and there's one really good chapter you know, the, the night that the Guardiola goes to, um, yeah. to the theater to yeah. watch his Jersey Boys, yeah. And it. the um, well, basically, how did you because people can read it for themselves when it comes out? Um, you know, the mood of the players and the staff coming back from Newcastle and Guardiola in the days after, but how did you find they were in terms of talking about that. Was it? Do you think it was easier because they won the league and then you spoke to them afterwards to say, oh, yeah, this was really bad? Or did you speak to them at the time?
1: Yeah, we we did both ways. And I think that at the time, probably it's like the worst uh, moment that last season that I saw yeah. Pep and his I, people. I remember
2: Newcastle because we were supposed to go out, weren't we? Yeah. We were supposed to go out yeah. on a Wednesday night. and was the game on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we cancelled it because yeah, yeah, people just weren't happening. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. So that was the worst. That was the lowest Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I would
1: say that probably I don't know if worse than than sports, but maybe yeah, because everyone felt that the league was gone there. The league was gone, and there's a that that there's a thing that Pep really thinks that if you are out of the league, it's more difficult for you to be uh, like in a good form to 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 face like the Champions League games and all that stuff. If, if the league ends, probably your good uh, tone is is finished as yeah, well. the rhythm, the yeah, the, yeah, the rhythm is finished as well. So. It was like so bad. Um in the in the back room staff um someone like um gave the league like for oh, okay, we're not gonna win that. Um but yeah, I think that the laser game happened. just the day after was like the perfect medicine to that. I mean you you couldn't imagine like a better moment just to start the fire again.
2: And you mentioned the Spurs game. I and mean, this is another good bit about Foden, but yeah, that, that Spurs game was a particular low point as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean that was crushing. Um how did how do they bounce back from that? So you bounce back, uh,
1: just, uh, I don't know, just like facing the, the the next game. I think that the best thing after the sports game was that you had another game in two days. Yeah. It was the best thing for yeah. City. I, I mean, the the more time that they had to spend without playing a football game, it, it would have been the worst. Um, and and that's probably um, the, the bit that you were explaining before about Foden. Uh, here in the Tottenham game, um, where this kind of Pep moves um, play a play a role in a team, why why he put Fallen on the on the on the weekend against Spurs, um, how he tries to uh, spark out the ju- just the momentum of of the team, how he put Imeric uh, Laporta after doing like two mistakes on yeah. the on the Champions League, he just put him again on the league, and he plays really really good.
2: Yeah, didn't you say he he thought he was going to rest Laporte for that yeah. game that's what they planned yeah but they thought, it was a plan but after, after making was... two mistakes you can't yeah, take yeah, him yeah, out because yeah. he might think yeah. it's a yeah, punishment yeah or something
1: yeah. yeah. Like he that. didn't even think about that so yeah so yeah you it's more like more than tactically we you you just have to take like probably some um you have to know the people yeah like some mental decisions like how to uh, boost some players how to yeah that's it
0: yeah yeah because that I mean uh, I wouldn't say it's a big issue that many fans have, have mentioned, but I have heard it said when City and they don't. It's it's strange in a way because they've not had many down points, but a lack of mental strength in players when things go bad. From your time, that running, surely that dispels any notion that these players and what Laporte coming back after those mistakes. These are very mentally strong second yeah. squad of players, aren't they?
1: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that City is a team mentally like weak because. I don't know if if our sterling goal against the Spurs wasn't disallowed I mean we we were all be talking about yeah. how good our city I mean and in terms of the game it didn't make uh, any difference um, probably w- 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 what I think is that probably it would be good for City um, li- like to face a strong team on the group face probably on the Champions League like just to get used to to that kind of atmosphere to face that kind of top rivals um, probably it would be good for them but um, I don't think they are like a mentally uh, weak team just for the fact um, that, they, that they've won already uh, well uh, almost 200 points in two consecutive seasons I, I mean how can you be weak if uh, if, if you're winning like in every yeah. game, week, game week game week I mean I think
2: it's a tactical thing actually you yeah. know because it looks yeah. it looks like they've got no answers doesn't it in, yeah. cer- in yeah, certain yeah. games it's not, but I think it's a tactical yeah, thing yeah, it's because yeah everything works to the system and normally the system works when it doesn't work the players are told to keep doing these orders or these commands like putting the ball into the box even though it's not working but they're you know they're kind of bound by the way guardiola works to keep doing it and if it's not working then city look short of ideas and that's when people go oh they got no leaders they're like they haven't got the mentality to get back into games but i think it's just a tactical thing you kind of you live by the sword and you die by the sword yeah. You know, City is so good because of the tactics and the setup on the odd occasion it doesn't work they're going to have problems mm. but that
0: that is pretty rare and and on the mental strength side when they win so many games they don't, they're not tested that often you yeah, know, the yeah. mental strength isn't tested that often because the system works so well so yeah. yeah I do. I know I have seen it mentioned online but maybe it's not something that <laughs> should be taken seriously until they get a serious dip yeah. but they've always come back you know, they came back from Newcastle and won Fourteen on a row. Yeah. I mean, in that period at the end of the season, was the did he spend much time at the club during that running?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah. Well, was, yeah was, did you yeah. feel
0: that, was there a feeling around the players and Pep and the staff that they were going to do this that they could win every game?
1: There, there, there was a feeling from from the uh, Leicester draw at Anfield that they had to win every game to win the league yeah. because they knew that that uh, Liverpool w- w- wasn't going to miss so many chances, but. They felt that they were able to do that. Uh, I think that um, they they knew that, that they would struggle at some point, but um, they were able to do that. And and the mood, I would say that the mood on that period of, of last season was probably one of the moments that City has been more close to, to everything. Um, and 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 that they just wanted just to keep things on themselves just to not open very much to the the media so that speaks a lot about how they believed in in that to happen so yeah I think that they were like focused on that and they were not saying it out loud but inside them they thought that they could do it
0: did you get a good idea from the players how they deal with I mean as a fan it was unbearable (laughs) you know for like a month did you get an idea of how the players deal with this when every game is like a cup final, yeah or yeah. even um
2: watching Liverpool games when they played before oh right? yeah, no, yeah. It, there's some
0: there's stuff in the book yeah
2: film, yeah yeah, yeah. how they deal yeah. how they dealt with that yeah yeah
1: sometimes you you could see like some players just staying on the c f a because Liverpool was playing, and the game was on t v and they just stayed there just to watch the game all together, like right. um shouting at every I don't know throw in like saying, oh, well." Okay, it's not a throw or just what, or, or whatever they said. Yeah. Um, Trying to keep it clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what, 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 what was the question? Sorry?
0: <laughs> I just thought um, about the question. Did you get an idea of how the players prepare for, yeah, you know, when every game. It must be so, that, very stressful yeah, for but, them. But, but the not just on that, the day of the match, but yeah. the lead up. I mean, the lead up as a fan is. I think terrible. that
1: they are just used to that. Yeah, I mean, you have to get used to that to get, to get adjusted to the rhythm that Pep asks you. There's a thing in the Aguero chapter that he confesses that at the beginning probably he struggled with the intensity of Pep and and all and all his demands uh, and everything, and it was not easy for him. But there's no other option. Yeah, I mean, you have to adapt on that, and once you are adapted, I mean, you you are used uh to the fact that every game is the final under pep because you play against atalanta and in the in the previous uh, of the game he was like praising uh, atalanta really really high and i think that they played really good there um but i mean you you can see how serious pep takes like every single game and every single detail so the players i think that they get used to that
2: Uh, just one thing as well about that running i remember you I'm sure it was you told me after the Leicester game mm-hmm. when Company scored. Obviously, there was only one game left, but City still had to go to Brighton. And you know, the fans talking, Howard talking about the fans being really nervous. Didn't Guardiola think, Oh, it's done now? When yeah. Company scored, they were like, Oh, we'll be okay. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. win that game and it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even when Brighton scored, yeah. Pep, Pep had the feeling that uh, City had done
0: it, that City was going to win. Bizarrely, as a fan, that was the least nervous game for me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I had a feeling as well, yeah. I think, I don't know, once they'd got past United and Burnley, yeah. and yeah, I don't know, and then not having, I think they were safe that day. Yeah, it yeah. was, uh, yeah, surreal. But yeah, that's very interesting how he you can't really know that they're going to to come back and score yeah, you know, yeah. two plus goals. Yeah, well, that just shows the faith. That he's got absolute faith in that yeah, team to yeah. finish the job.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That the faith that he has with this group of players.
2: And there's one thing that's kind of topical again at the moment. Obviously he went through a stage of this before with the yellow ribbon. Mm-hmm. And that was very topical at the time but obviously mm-hmm. recently with what's been happening in Barcelona and across Catalonia. Um, there's a lot of the, the politics of Spain is a whole thing and obviously in Marca the other day they were saying you know should he give his medal back yeah. from the from the Olympics and that kind of thing. But um how first of all how do you see Pep's kind of character in terms of you know the political obligations, and you know that the link to Catalonia independence. And do you, I mean, do you see him going into politics after football?
1: No, no, I don't see him going to politics. To to be honest, I I can see why the Catalan politicians sees him as a good fit for for Catalonia now, but I don't see him um, like in one, two years, or three years. Mm. I don't know. Probably it's more I'm, like I'm, a celebrity
2: I'm... endorsement, really, isn't it? from, yeah, from yeah, their point of view. Yeah,
1: yeah, that it, It's more like a like a choice that would like to a lot of people to see him but I don't think that he sees himself as, as the best man to do that job um, but, but, but yeah in terms of the press conference when, when he had spoken about politics and all that stuff I mean that, that there's, that's nothing new with Pep I mean he has done that in Barcelona he has done that uh, in Manchester and in Bayern uh, as well he did that and I think it it gives also to the club like a sense of leadership I mean, you you know that Pep is a leader and that Pep can 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 take can t- can give opinions and can take some criticism, but yeah. he he will take that because he's a leader and and he knows that it goes with his job.
2: Well, he and, did that with the Bernardo Silva thing, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, but that just goes. to... I mean, you, you, that goes to show you know sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But I think the bottom line is what you were saying about him being a leader. But also, I was going to ask about the criticism he gets about the Catalonia stuff and even the Bernardo thing. Basically, he just doesn't care, does he?
1: No, 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 no,
2: no. He's like, this is what I believe. I'm comfortable in saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah
1: because he's I think that um, he's aware, or there's also like a thing that um, some of the people that not hate him but doesn't like him um, doesn't like him because of footballing reasons. Because mm. he has won in a way that um, hurt a lot of people, probably more in the Madrid media's, <laughs> um, and and they still have that, and and Pep knows that he's gonna be criticized. Uh, for every single movement that 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 he's gonna do, so the only thing that he has left is do what he thinks and do what he feels.
2: He, he does enjoy it though, actually, doesn't he? Like when he when he mentioned the best teams in Europe and didn't yeah. mention Real Madrid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I it- mean, we know his logic, but also. If it if it helps like piss yeah. off Marco, then I think yeah, and he, he enjoys a bit of fun. Yeah, and
1: that. and it gave us like a couple of good uh, radio I- interventions. Just just talking about that in Spain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just mental how the Madrid people get mad at that. Yeah, he knows
0: he knows how to push buttons, doesn't yeah. he? Do you think? Do you think I, him and the players read? Do they live in a bubble, or do they read a lot of what is no, said about them? I think that they because read. because if I was a player, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> No, go anywhere near I the think exam. they do and it's it's really, troublesome it's you know, yeah. pr- problematic for a yeah. lot of footballers know, or anyone in the public eye yeah. do you think it you know it does get to the players or? yeah
1: yeah uh, it's I think that it's really difficult nowadays to get away from that because yeah. there's noise like all around
2: yeah the only reaction is to just not care isn't it yeah. you just got to build yourself up and ignore it yeah. Well.
1: Yeah, yeah or just get used to that but yeah I'm, I'm totally sure that they read all that stuff and that the players are aware of most of the things that are published around them. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, yeah, actually, actually, go on, go on, go on. No, that all of the players, they have like PA teams uh, on them, or PR, sorry, public relations team working on them on the social media and all that stuff. So yeah. um, everyone knows what is published.
2: In terms of Pep himself, I've heard, you know, the, the, there was the two books written about Pep, two big books before this one, mm-hmm. the Marty Perenal ones, mm-hmm. and apparently he hasn't read those. Um but again i heard recently he does read a lot and you, you think he's got do you think he's got a twitter account hidden away somewhere uh, i don't really know okay. uh, i don't really know but i haven't seen that because some of the I, I don't think he has but some of the things he says when you post them on twitter people are like he must know he must know what people are yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously i think he's just perceptive and he knows but i, I i'm interested but, but at the same time we're talking about his intensity and how much he works yeah. he hasn't got time to look on Twitter, really has he yeah no. but i'm sure that he it gets some care. clipping or something like that yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, but the other thing is the part of the reason i think he hates press conferences is a lot of the questions to him don't make any sense no so why would he go looking for the opinions of those people who are asking the questions who don't get it in his view yeah yeah, so, yeah. but i just yeah. thought that would be interesting to know how much yeah. he keeps on top of those things but you're right i think people probably tell him keep him informed
1: yeah i think that you're you could see, like sometimes he's he feels like out of place in some questions on the press conference. I think that he he was a bit like that yesterday on the on the question about uh, if Phil Foden could be fine yeah. about being shown the red card. He, but he like, normally
0: fi- he normally finds a good answer, though, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't got much time left, so I'll just ask you: Was there of all the people you spoke to, was there one person player that you you really enjoyed speaking to? a Company that just. Yeah.
1: I would say Sergio. Sergio Aguirre was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I saw in him like a player that was really aware of his career. Yeah. Like aware of what he has done, what City means for him and he means and him in something for the City fans. Um I mean that, that there was a detail that I was like wow, how you remember that? Um when we asked him for his um for the goal that he remembered the most and he mentioned the goal against not, Against Norwich, I think, no, I, like I, like I four remember. or five seasons ago, or, or I think it was with Mancini or with Pellegrini. Maybe it was. Was it the first season when I, Te- Tevez
0: scored the hat trick? I've read the description. I don't. I think I might remember it, but it's not. It's not an important goal. No, no, it's, it's just not the important, skill but, involved.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that it it tells a lot about of how he looked at the game, yeah. that he how he deals with the pressure because he okay he knows when the big games are but he knows that it's his job and it and if it goes well okay but um yeah and i and i think that he was great he was like really insightful he opens up like uh explaining a lot how how he sees the game um how he has had to change with with pep in the bench so i think it was probably one of the best interviews that we've had yeah. and it's
2: not easy to get Agüero yeah. to talk the yeah. only time he ever ah. gives a Simple, uh, an interview like that will probably be if he goes back to Argentina on international yeah, duty yeah, I and mean, he'll yeah. do something there. But English media, no, um, no, or no. even in the mix zone, very rarely, and not not in, not to that extent either. No. Is he still pretending not to speak English? Then uh, I don't. I think people know now, but <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even remember the last time I saw him in the mix zone.
1: No, the city
2: players aren't really talking at the moment. Yeah, no, yeah. the whole Bernardo thing. I think. Yeah, no, I think they've been told not to. I don't know. I just don't, don't think anybody particularly fancies it at the
0: moment. Yeah, nobody's they, stopped in the mix zone for ages. Right? They just no. want one. I think. So do you think after, those two books, do you think you'd ever do a book like this again? Uh, An enjoyable experience? uh, Hard work.
1: Yeah, it's hard work, but uh, I I mean, for me, it's like this has been like an amazing experience. And it's it's difficult to imagine any other situation where we have like the possibility to do something with that access. Um, And with that open doors that you mentioned before, and in a context that was so exciting to tell and exciting to live because we have been here and and we have known how they have lived like every situation. So I, I don't know if we will have the possibility to write any, exci- any such just exciting project, but hopefully, no, we never know.
0: And during your time in City, was there anything that surprised you or amazed you about how the place works? Or was it how you pretty much pictured the whole system of staff and players or? is yeah. it completely different to how, how you thought uh, a club works on a daily basis and the structures uh, no i think that
1: city works like a huge huge company yeah i mean it's, yeah. th- it's, it's like, like, a like business yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like a that. business yeah. yeah 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 and probably one of the things that i'm more fascinating f- fascinated is like the mix of 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 people that probably is more worried about economics that in a club you have you need this kind of people and the people that is more worried about the uh, ball getting into the net and and yeah. just this this mix of people i think it was wow uh it's it, it's interesting to so just to see them work and yeah i think things city is not it's like um probably one of the biggest team in the world ri- right now in terms of um the amount of things that they move and how they work
0: yeah sam you got any other questions or um just from my What's point that?
2: of view um if, well, once Pep does go, um, would you, and he goes to another club or country, for example, would you, would you follow him there? Do you think? Oof. Would you stay here? Would you follow him? Would you go to Barcelona? What would you do? Ah, uh, depend on the
1: situation, but I don't know. Uh, I would like to think that uh, I'm not attached to that, mm-hmm. uh, and I probably would could do like I'm not. Uh, Okay, I'm here covering City, but I'm also writing about the Premier League. I'm going to United's game for my paper and my radio. So I would like to think that I'm not uh, strictly uh, attached to that, but you never know um, how how it's going to happen in the future. But yeah, uh, for now, I love it here working, covering the Premier League. And hopefully one day I'm going to be back in Barcelona because I feel that is where I am from and I want to come back at some point. Um, but yeah I'm really happy in Manchester just don't get me wrong uh, I l- love the city and I love the people here which
0: and Which yeah. part of your media work do you enjoy the most then is it going to the matches radio work book writing or articles Probably I love getting, the writing Was for it the the variety? When, when you're not even on <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I love the writing to be fair I love the writing um Probably that's that's the reason why Lou uh, asked me to do that because he knows that I love writing and I love telling stories of that of the kind that that, that we did in that book, um, and I would like to keep doing that probably that that would be my 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 target in the future just being able to to write some stories that some of the guys that read it thinks, okay that's not
2: bad yeah brilliant <laughs> yeah people well people will definitely think more than that about this book I mean I, we were saying at the start you know with the delays and it coming out in English. It could have gone either way, but I'm I'm glad. I think with it coming out now, especially coming up to Christmas, there's going to be so many City fans, I think, who, who want to read this book. And when they do read it, I think they'll be really glad they did. So, yeah, well yeah. congratulations, mate. I've, I've, seen, I've make- seen how hard Paul's worked mm. on it as well. I mean, I know how hard Lou's worked, but he probably enjoys himself a bit more yeah, and well, does the interviews and well, then lets well, Paul do all the writing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been no. a lot of hard work. But congratulations, no.
1: mate. Thanks, mate. It's it, it's not that way because Luke has worked like uh, really hard on it as well. So, but yeah. Yeah, Sam Sam has seen that because I, I remember that from the day that that I arrived probably Sam and Jonathan Smith were the two guys that welcomed me like in the best way when yeah. I was doing just nothing, so.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think the best thing to say about this book, it always helps when you cover a club for a year that they do well or they do so badly that it becomes notorious. But I think the best thing about this book is I don't think that's that important because it does look into you know the kit men yeah, yeah, yeah. the Brandon. staff and yeah the relationships between everyone that it's not just about you know it doesn't run in a purely chronological order yeah. it's not just about uh, results in a way and the story of the season it's not just about that uh, so yeah it's a uh, a brilliant read so uh so it's Pep City the making of a super team have I got that right sure perfect uh, we're recording this on the 23rd of October uh-huh. It's out on the twenty fourth of October. So mm-hmm. by the time you listen to this, everyone, it, I will assume it will be out in all good bookstores and it. online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for speaking to the podcast today. It's been fascinating. Good luck with the book. Thanks a lot for having me here. It's been a pleasure. And yeah. And thanks for wonderful dedications at the beginning and the end of the book as well. Yeah. Sure. Obviously to uh, darker times in the city. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, brilliant book. Uh, thank you very much. And Sam, thanks that's as right well for helping I me I out I added something yeah uh, yeah Pep City make a super team uh, do get it immediately it's a brilliant read <laughs> uh, yeah and thanks for listening everyone lots of more podcasts coming uh, soon so thank you very much and as always up the blues